USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Are you in the market for some new swag? Some comic themed merch? How about a sweet water keychain of your favorite villain or vigilante? Just hop over to the Weeby Geek site and click the Superhero Stuff link and let the retail therapy commence. Using the link helps support Weeby Geeks because they get a small commission from each sale at no extra cost to you. So get to shopping and thanks for listening. some sort of transmission. You don't hear it? No, I don't hear anything. What does it sound like? It's some sort of message and music. Music? Routed through the main system. Good idea. Routing now. Transmission commencing. This is Wookie Radio. Translated for the Wookie Affair. I like that Wookie. Bringing you news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. I just assumed it's a Wookie. Let's get out of here. Ready for light speed? One, two, three! And now your host, Ken, Eric, and Mike. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. How's everyone doing? It's Ken, Derek, and Mike. Um, so yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, seems to be working okay for us. The, we're still alive. The bounty hunters haven't been thrown upon us by our wives yet. So <laughs> must be doing okay. Mine was actually thinking about sitting in on it, grabbing a set, extra set of headphones and listening in tonight. Ah, uh, that'd be all right. Oh, we, we, we could. We well, how's could, it going, everybody? Good. We could, we could have just kept it going with. <laughs> Okay, I need to stop before it sounds like the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> That's hey, what I sound like when I get up weeks. in the morning. Yeah. Well, remember, Life Day is still in two weeks. Uh, with, with my hound, with, with my hound puppy that I have, this this is definitely me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, new episode of Rebels was released uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, it's called, what, Imperial Super Commandos? Oh, yeah. I it's, didn't realize they got me last week. I didn't realize there wasn't going to be an episode. Yeah, I, was, I, I went to the Disney XD app, which they release it earlier than the, the actual release time of 8. Was it 8 or 8.30 on Disney XD? I don't know. I don't remember. I watch it on the app also. <laughs> I, I'm usually... Uh, I think it's 8:30. See, I, I don't get home. I don't get off work until 8:30 on Saturday, on most Saturdays. So I just DVR it and watch it later. So I take <clears throat> advantage of watching it on the app. See, I don't. I don't think they throw it early on the DVR like they used to, or at least on the on-demand. Uh, with my my cable company doesn't have it on demand as early as it mm-hmm. as it used to be. But yeah. Disney XD. Well, the first season was the cool one. First season, if I remember, they premiered on Mondays. Then um, Tuesday, you actually had the next week's episode up. Yeah. On yeah. online. They they did the same thing on Disney XD as well, and they kind of did it last year too. Now they're they're saving it until they they don't release it until day of on Disney yeah. XD. So hey, while most people were waiting till eight thirty to watch it, I was watching it at twelve forty five or twelve twenty this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, but no, uh, I thought it was cool. Um, it was a Mandalorian based episode. Yes. And, uh, and it was great to get a little bit more backstory on Sabine. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Or a little hint of. So, well, what's cool is they're giving you little snips here and there. Yeah. So it's like you get to piece it together yourself. Now, did, did I catch it right where they said she is related to Pre Vizsla? Yeah, they mentioned that last year's episode, um, Mandalorian episode. She's Clan Vizsla. She's in the same clan as Pre Vizsla was. Yeah. Okay. So technically part of Death Watch, maybe. But they or was, maybe she was at one point. Well, who knows when Death Watch disbanded after yeah. the Clone Wars. Uh, but they mentioned her being part of Phoenix Squad, which I would love yeah. to know a little bit more about Phoenix Squad. Yeah. Well, no, Phoenix Squadron is the squad is their um the band of rebels they're working with, remember? The A Wings? That's, that's Phoenix right. Squadron. Oh, yeah. That's right, that's right. Hera's the captain, I believe. What's her rank now? I think it's captain. I think or major. Captain. I, captain. Uh, yeah, I think she's a captain. But she's actually yeah. in command of Phoenix Squadron at the moment. Um but it, it was interesting, you know, the the one guy that was captive, but but not captive, so to speak. Mm. Um, and they're trying to recruit him to the rebels. Um, ditches them on the shuttle, takes over the shuttle, and goes to Mandalore and goes to the city that um, I guess his clan was at. Only to find. Well, it remember destroyed. that's that's um oh what was the name of the base there um that's not actually Mandalore that's the um yeah, remember very early in the season that's where the rebels needed a place to pass through yeah and they the found the Mandalorians there he's the leader of those guys um oh I'm gonna have he to was <laughs> yeah well yeah when he did, when he had a clan there I forget but. the name of it. <clears throat> It's, would this be... Uh, it's Catalyst Base or something like that? Mm, yeah, something like that. Actually, yeah, that might be it. Concord Dawn. Concord yeah. Dawn is the base. Okay. Oh, yeah. But that wasn't the original name of the base. That's what they... Well, that's the name of the planet is Concord Dawn. Right. Uh, oh, what episode was that from? Originally, it was back with, I think, maybe season two. Was it a season two? I think it was a season two episode. Let me go back a little farther. Uh, well, as you guys uh, are vamping and talking, I will search. Well, I, I'm searching there as well. Two. Which episode is it? Uh, oh, protector of the Concord. Uh, protector of the Con- protect. Yeah. the protector of Concord down. Yes, there it is. that's right there. where we meet Concord Dawn and the um, what's called the Mandalorians there. Yeah, that and actually, um, yeah, that's it. So, um, I I found it interesting how the the one guy um is. Yeah, we we have Sabine, Ezra, Chopper, uh, the prisoner, Finn, Rao. Um, but then we also have was it the the Imperial Governor for yes, that, for Concord Dawn and, and well, all, I think he's just the, the Governor to all Mandal- Mandalorians. I I thought he I thought they said he was the Imperial Governor. Yeah, for but he's assigned to all Mandalorians. He's the Mandalorian that's working with the Empire, or at least this group is. Yeah. Um, but I, f- I found it interesting that the armor they're wearing is based on the prototype armor. Yeah. And, and then we see yeah, the all white. And then we see, you know, and of course his is, you know, the red and white, but it, it's based on the original Boba Fett prototype armor. Yeah. So, so it's a lot more simplified and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course the jetpacks are all a lot different at this stage in the Yeah. Game. These ones, these ones don't have the, um, spring loaded missile in them yet. <laughs> Uh, didn't they have sprint? Didn't they have the the missiles on them during Clone Wars? Yeah, depending on who you who had it. Remember, right. this isn't the uh, standard Mandalorian armor. Death Watch had all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it was fitting yeah. that they were wearing white armor since they were Imperials. Yeah, yeah. it was almost like a crossbreed of um, Mando armor and um, Stormtrooper armor. Yeah, I agree. Now I, I'm curious though. Um, 
because I just had my page page freeze up on me. Um, the uh, I'm looking again. Why StarWars.com is being so slow loading now, or at least on my site. Maybe it's because of everything I have up to yeah. to run show. Um, it, it, maybe the different tribes had different armor. Because even well, yeah, even, know, even, um, if, even Finn Rao's helmet was still completely different from from the others. Yeah. Well, the Mandalorians, um, yeah, they didn't have just a standard. This is what Mandalorian armor looks like. All of them would uh, tweak out their own stuff. Right. They weren't normal soldiers. Remember, these guys are mercenaries and bounty hunters and um, all of that type of stuff. So they're not a standard um, rank and file army. So does that put Boba? So which clan then does this? Potentially put Boba Fett in and Jango Fett. I don't know because I don't technically. I don't. It's been answered before, but um, if you look in the movies, I don't think they ever actually say specifically that Jango is a Mandalorian. He has Mandalorian armor, right? Yeah, uh, and every, it's, it assumes he's every. It is assumed, and it's uh, probably been answered. And off the top no, of my head, it, I can't it, it, remember. It, but. it was said in um, in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Well, at this point, more than likely, Boba Fett doesn't know what clan he was, unless he's been found out from somebody. Because Jango died when he was so young that, um, and Jango was on his own when they when he was raising Boba. Right. But Wikipedia will tell me exactly where he's from if I can find it. I'm on there now. I'm not under Boba Fett. Yeah. But not, do you I'm, think Boba Fett? knows that he's a clone yeah i think he does i think so i wonder how that affects you knowing that you're a clone i don't know the interesting thing is we've not seen him since the clone wars tv series no. mm. and at this True. point he should be an adult yeah should be mm-hmm. maybe they'll throw in an episode with him in it um jingle fett everybody's expecting it here here's uh jingle fett was born in the years prior to the invasion of naboo he claimed to have been born on the planet concord dawn a mandalorian world. ah Really? He, he wore Sounds familiar. He wore Mandalorian armor after becoming a bounty hunter and an assassin for hire. A fact that led the government of Mandalore to label him as nothing more than a common bounty hunter. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch some of the Boba Fett episodes from Clone Wars, but if I remember it, that actually, um, the whole thing of them not calling him Mandalorian actually came into a couple of storylines, came through with a couple of storylines of Boba Fett also. That's why he wasn't hanging out with um, Mandalorians, he was hanging out with just standard bounty hunters and uh, mercenaries. Right. And smugglers. Right. Well, I think it was because of the affiliation with Jango Fett that... Yeah. Um, he was being considered a, a simple bounty hunter as well. Not a true Mandalorian. Yeah. And, uh-huh. well, you got to remember, during the Clone Wars, um, and when um, Duchess Satine was actually in charge of Mandalore, they were trying to distance themselves from the war, from um, the warlike past and stuff. Right. They were trying to be a neutral system on the on the political side. We know. Now, obviously, you had guys like Death Watch that wanted to go back to the warrior side, but they're trying yeah. to get away from that warrior nature. But we know how all that plays out. <laughs> yeah. So enter enter Darth Maul, the new. Actually, he would be the new Mandalore. Guy in charge of all the Mandalorian, or at least in charge of Death Watch yeah. for a while. Yeah, I did finally read the um, what was it called? Um, the Darth Maul comic that actually finishes his story from the Clone Wars. Oh, and it shows Death Watch breaking him out of um, Palpatine's um, prison and stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which is considered canon. Yes, it's it was actually done after they did the Legend split. Right. So this was actually based on the um, story treatments from the Clone well, Wars that never got made. No, 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 no. It, it was actually done by Dark Horse Comics. Before the legend split, but it was considered yeah, canon because actually, yeah. it's considered canon because it's part of the. Um it, it came from actual scripts of Clone Wars. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be a script, and it, and it didn't. Um, uh, it's have it called... here in a second. See who gets to it first. Was that... 
How many issues was that? It was like four issues. Yeah, it was yeah, like a four issue. Yeah, a four issue miniseries. I remember Son of Dathomir. Yes. Yes. And actually, the Comicsology actually still has it as the actual Marvel Comics, and it doesn't say Legends on it. So that may that means that's it's because the, well, it, it has the Marvel label on it because yeah. Marvel essentially bought what when they yeah it's, it's well, it was originally done by Dark Horse. Yeah. Well, no, the point I'm trying to make on that is um, I also bought, at the same time, I bought the Darth Maul Death Sentence, which was another one that was re-released by Marvel, but it does have Legends on it. Yeah. So when Marvel re-released it, if it was was stuff that was old Legends stuff, they put Legends on it. If it's canon, they did not. Well, here's here's the fun part. Like, Star Wars Blood Ties is available on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. Because Marvel controls the the book rights. So Mm -hmm. who knows how much... Marvel paid out or Disney paid out to, to get the library from Dark Horse. Yeah. Well, I know. Because isn't Dar- all the old Tales of the Jedi and stuff's on there, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, Dar- Dark Horse originally did that with the original Marvel books for because that was the uh, long, long time ago omnibuses. Yeah, I have actually volume one of that. So, will, will, will Marvel reprint any of that? Probably not, but it is available digitally. You yes. can get it digitally. But yeah, I doubt they'll reprint it. Yeah. But I do have it all from Dark Horse, along with everything else from Dark Horse. But no, um so I guess getting back to to the uh to the episode, I mean, I, I found it funny that Ezra, you know, associated himself with Hondo and then called himself <laughs> Lando Calrissian. Oh yeah. yeah he's pulling up yeah. every name he knew. The the only thing I, I was expecting that didn't come out was um was Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Well, he, I guess he figured the Mandalorians Mandalorians would know who a hut is. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially that one. Yeah, quite possibly. There's a chance they didn't know um, Lando at all, and um, th- th- but he played it that he's part of Hondo's crew, thinking that they may know Hondo. Yeah, yeah, true. And the funny thing is, if they would have checked that and actually called Hondo, Hondo would have said, oh, yes, Ezra, he's, I know him. He's one of my guys. Yeah. Um, you could just say, you hear it coming over the radio, and anytime you get a chance to hear the Hondo voice, and I forget off the top of my head who it is, but that is a great character anytime they put him in there. Yeah. I have a feeling the Mandalorians did probably know who Hondo was or have some idea. Yeah. So, well, I'll tell you what, why don't we, I, I think we covered Imperial Super Commandos fairly well. Um, the, I mean, we, we see the ship get destroyed by, by Fen Rao, uh, the, the ship of the, the Commandos. Uh, that whole, that whole chase that sequence. That was a nice ship. That yeah. whole, that whole chase sequence was pretty awesome, too. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, when Fen Rao stole the, that Phantom 2, it's like, why couldn't he have just crashed that and stole that blade ship? Mandalorian yeah. blade ships are beautiful. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but that shuttle is the new Phantom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. yeah. So yeah, you can't exactly destroy that again. <laughs> so soon. I want to see how they're going to park that in the ghost. I don't know if they are anymore. Uh, we'll see. If not, the rebel fleet—they're capable of making. Yeah, that they'll figure out. Yeah, I'm sure. So, um, so how about we move on to a little movie news? Cover some 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 stuff from the movies, some speculation, okay. so to speak. Um, oh, per- uh, is Jim Cummings plays Hondo? By the way, yes, yes, that's what it, I knew. It was a guy that I knew from everything. Jim Cummings is Winnie the Pooh. Um, that's the big one that that he has at the moment. I believe he was also Darkwing Duck back in the day. Yes, he was. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also a gummy bear from that show. Yeah. Disney. Um, is it? No. He, he's the fire. He, he's the firefly in, uh, in Princess and the Frog. Okay. Because <laughs> he delivers one of my favorite lines, which is uh, a reference to a town that my wife and I lived in. And he goes, because they mentioned, oh, no, we're from, we're from up north. Oh, you up near Shreveport? It's like, okay, <laughs> mention home. So, uh, potential spoilers here. Um, this comes from comicbook.com and according to a very reliable, according to them, a very reliable website, makingstarwars.net, which usually they're pretty good on their spoilers and their, um, rumors. I need to yeah. definitely add them to the list of stuff that I look at because I yeah. Um, now, warning: anything, anytime you go to their site, their site is a rumor and spoiler site. Okay. So just be careful if you don't want to. If you don't want any spoilers, don't want any rumors. Don't go to makingstarwars.net. Um, according to makingstarwars.net. Through comicbook.com, Luke Skywalker won't be seen in his pristine white knight robes from the end of Star Wars The Force Awakens for very long. Uh, the shades of white look was appropriate uh, at the time for the big reveal, um, especially since he was, last time we saw him pre- previously too, he was in all black. Uh-huh. So, um, now... Um, now he comes into episode eight as the hardened teacher. All we know for sure from from what has been leaked from the from the Bothans that have been around set is that Luke definitely trains Ray, and the two of them have some sort of confrontation with Kylo Ren at Octo, uh, the first Jedi temple that Ray finds Luke at. Uh, it it makes sense that his costume would not be the regalia of the final scene. Instead, he's wearing much darker clothes. Uh, his clothing is more akin to his outfit from Return of the Jedi, or even the look of Count Dooku in the prequels. All dark, shades of gray. It may be once again oblique metaphor for where Luke Skywalker is in his personal journey with the Force and the Jedi Order he tried to reform. Uh, another interesting tidbit is, at least during this training sequence, he was using some sort of staff, not a lightsaber. Could that harken back to Rogue One, what we're seeing there? Possibly. Uh, in fact, he did not have any kind of belt visible, uh, and there is some contention as to if Luke ever actually uses a lightsaber in this film. That makes things even more interesting. Well, uh, you got to think, it's kind of dangerous to train with a lightsaber with someone who doesn't know what they're doing with it. <laughs> yeah, a little, yeah. Just like um, if you're le- learning kendo or fencing or anything else, you don't start with an actual rapier right. or an actual sword. Yeah, but I would I would think they would do like they like they did with um, with Ezra in Rebels. There is a setting that puts the lightsaber in training mode. Well, that's if you actually know, know how to do that with the lightsaber. You got to remember, Luke tra- taught himself how to build a lightsaber right i mean he had he um i don't know if it's canon anymore but he had um obi-wan's trunk that had all of his info in it but he still didn't have anybody teaching him how to do this right right um so apparently luke trains ray pretty hard so um this is a fun speculation maybe that yoda backpack moment will happen after all <laughs> between ray and luke <laughs> yeah well luke's older now he might need to be carried around <laughs> yeah hey he went up those stairs once he's not going back up it again that's right mm, feeling a bad i have of this um i think as they say as well what I found interesting is um, there's also concept art of Leia's primary outfit where she is depicted in dark robes herself. 
uh, speculation at the time of the leak, of the leak, which was right after the release of Force Awakens last year, was the robes were merely mourning clothes due to the fact that Han Solo was killed. So she's mourning the scruffy-looking nerf herder, uh, something she really didn't get time to do in the last film. Um, in both comics and novels since, there's been a much greater focus on Leia's connection to the Force, leading to some speculation she might get to actually use it in an active way in this film. But that's a story for another time. Now, comic-wise... I think they briefly touched on it in Leia, in Princess Leia, but not much. But she doesn't know at that time that she she's force sensitive. Yeah. And the only the only books that have been out after Force Awakens is Poe Dameron. So, and, and I'm well, not yeah, for I'm not I'm not truly up to speed on Poe Dameron to to know what what the focus is with her and the and the force there because the book's primarily about Poe, not not Leia. Yeah. I think they're mostly talking about the um the novelization and the, just the novels in general. There's been four or five or six novels that take place between Jedi and The Force Awakens. Right. Because you have the Aftermath series, which I think we have two of the three books are out now. Um you have the Beyond the Beyond the Awakening or Before the Awakening, which was a series of short stories. Right. Um you have the, the young adult novels, which was I think a Han, a Luke, and a Leia novel. So the Leia one there may have something. And um I've not got a chance to actually sit down and read it yet, but um I have over here the um novelization of The Force Awakens, which has a little bit of extra information in it. Okay. Now, there was other interesting news in regards to Rey and Force Awakens and Episode 8. Derek, why don't you bring this up to us? Which one was that? Uh, It's the one about Abrams dropping the the Rey intel. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We got so much news, and it's... This Blu-ray comes out, like, next week, doesn't it? Or is it this week? Uh, I think it's next week. This is going to look great. Yeah. Problem is, I don't have a... I don't have a... 3D Blu-ray player. Yeah, but the way that they usually do it, Blu-ray, is you'll get a regular Blu-ray with disc with the, all the um, stuff on it also, and all the bonus material won't be on the 3D. Right. The 3D yeah, is so just the still, movie. Yeah. But I've already, so, but I've already got I've already got the Blu-ray. Yeah, but you're buying this for the special features. I know. The question is, is it going to be is it going to be spread out between five different sets like it was the first time? I hope not. Yeah, you know I, it will. I'm getting, hey, I'm getting you know tired why they of keep that crap. These out? Money. You know why they keep putting these out? Money. Because we're dummies and keep on buying it. Yep. <laughs> I, I'm it's not, all about the money. I'm not own, owning five different copies of the same film just to get all the bl- bonus features. At this point, you in say time, that now. No, <laughs> I've been saying it. You put out a bonus feature disc, and I'll buy it. Oh yeah, I would love that. Well, just give bonus it three features. weeks. Give it three weeks, and all the bonus features will be up on on YouTube anyway. <laughs> True. Yeah. Well, it's like to get all the bonus features from the original trailer uh, from when they released everything digitally. Because there was more stuff there than what was on the uh, the nine disc set, you you have to buy all the movies again digital. I'm not shelling yeah. out another hundred bucks for six movies that I already for an exact copy of the six movies I already own. I've almost done that a couple times. I haven't quite pulled the trigger yet. Give me the option to buy just the bonus features, and I'm pulling the trigger. But this other way, no. So we digress. We'll, we'll get back to these rumors about Ray and the new fan theories. Derek, we lost. I guess he didn't want to bring us that story. We lost Derek. It's been a while since we've I've had Derek drop on me during the show. Um, huh. Well, I'm going to pick it up then. Uh, the April, Empire found out that this was out there and doesn't want us to um, cover this story. Uh, that's what happens with Wookiee Radio. I hope, it's not, I hope it's not the emo Kylo Ren doing this. Um, huh. Well, speaking on the director's commentary for the 
3D edition of Force Awakens, Adams revealed, or Abrams revealed that Kylo Ren and Rey had never actually met before. So that rolls out that that little kid or the little girl in, um, in that flashback scene is her. Well, no, there's a, depends on what point of view you're looking at. Because if she was there and they just never actually met, but they're, they could have both been in the same place. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. If they're both there at the battlefield, they just had never officially met each other. They didn't know who they were exactly. Now, the, this comment, though, is significant because many fans have theorized that Ray and Kylo Ren have some sort of connection dating back to their childhood, be it as siblings, um, cousins, or something. But if they have never actually met before, there goes that theory out of the water. Yeah. Um, well, no, because they could, they could still be cousins. They just, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because well, Kylo, remember, was sent to Luke after he'd already grown up some. That's the way it's implied in during The Force Awakens. Right, but if Luke is, or if, if Ray is Luke's child, or think they would have met during that time period. Possibly. That's like I said, if um, Luke was off um, starting the New Jedi Order, and she was with him, but um, Kylo was with, with his mom and dad, and they're trying to build a new um, the new Republic, right. they may not have been together for a while. But one, one the I mean, this is all devil's advocate. I, w- I would love it if Ray was actually not related to anybody, but it's a very slim chance. Because well, they said this, if I remember right, Daisy Ridley had an interview this week and said, or someone did, and said that we will learn um, Ray's lineage in this in episode eight. See, and I've heard the opposite. I've heard we won't know Ray's lin- lineage until after episode nine. Huh. I was going to swear it, was, it came out either this week or last week in an interview somewhere. Um, an, ex- an excerpt from comments made on Tumblr, uh, one of the new relationships relationships that we're focusing on was between Kylo Ren and Ray. They've never met, but he's heard of this girl. Um, as the site film.com is that film.com yeah slash film S- slash, slash film.com film. slash film.com notes uh, a lot of these theories were born in the ex- from the exchange where Kylo Ren becomes enraged when he hears there's a girl helping BB-8 escape many saw that as an incarn- indication that Kylo had an inkling of who this woman was from some other experience in his life but now it seems that it could have been frustration over the fact that BB-8 remains at large but still the main Mainline Star Wars films have almost always been about the Skywalker family. You know, it makes sense Ray would connect there in some way. Now, I've thrown out the theory. Maz Kanata's gotten the, the saber from when Luke was on Bespin and lost his hand. Yeah. Who's to say Ray isn't a modified clone off of Luke's hand? That's possible. Um, but I think looking at this, that Kylo's heard of the girl, that could also um, push the family theory. Yeah. Like he knew that Luke had a daughter, he just never met her. Yeah. So when he hears about this, girl helping BB-8, hey, wait a minute, something triggers, this may actually be his cousin. The other great theory in this as well is the possibility of Palpatine's granddaughter or Kenobi's granddaughter. Yeah. That could still play hold as well. I think those ones are more outside chances, myself. Yeah. Because um, it's like Kenobi, a lot of people have speculated that I've heard the speculation that, that um, to be Kenobi's granddaughter, maybe he met someone while he was on Tatooine or something. Could be. Or it, it'd be crazy. This is a way other theory that I guarantee is not going to happen. But what's the chance? It'd be fun, interesting if it was, um, she was maybe half Satine. Kenobi, half Mandalorian. Satine's yeah, daughter. From Kenobi and Satine. Or granddaughter, probably. Yeah. 
That's a possibility. With the as well. age, you'd have to be granddaughter. That'd make things interesting. I guarantee it's not, but it'd be an interesting theory. It is Star Wars, so anything's ha- possible. Mm-hmm. So just like the splinter I got in my foot. Um. So, um, Ken, you were talking. You were at Cinemark for Doctor yeah. Strange, and they had an interesting yeah. trailer. Yeah, it's um, it's basically it's just another thirty-second TV spot, but it was a Rogue One Cinemark branded um thirty-second TV spot, and it's got most of the scenes in it. It was just real clips, real quick clips that you'd see on TV, but it was obviously on the movie screen. And you actually, but there's a scene in there that I've not seen anywhere else. I don't know. If, oh, hang on a second. Let me turn off the sound here. <laughs> Um, it's most of it's the same. You see the um, the dish being put in on the Death Star. You see Ray or not Ray, um, Jin attacking stormtroopers. Then it um, says on September 16th, Hope, and then it shows um, Saul Guerrero and a bunch of the rebels. Uh, you can see the Death Troopers. Then you get this scene of a cloaked figure walking into a room with um, a dais in the middle and some kind of machinery with a white like cylinder in the middle. But around the dais, there's two red Imperial um, Royal Guards. Yeah, I found so that interesting because this is the first time we've seen them. Um, yeah, in any of the trailers. Out. Yeah, well, it's the first time you see the Royal Guards, as far as I know, anywhere but Return of the Jedi. Because you have yeah. very similar in the prequels with um, the guards Senate, for the Senate. The Senate, Senate guards, guards were similar, but they were in blue, and they were obviously they had their faces open and things like that. But right, you can see that was the precursor to the Royal Guard. Right, but these Which, are definitely the prequel, the Royal prequels. Guard prequels did that quite a bit like the galactic marines end up becoming snow troopers yeah well these they actually have the force pikes there these are royal guard so i was thinking the figure might have been darth vader but um derek was telling us that it looked it doesn't look like vader to him because it actually looks like he's got a hood on see i so what I do thought, you think that could be i thought it was the emperor walking into the room yeah see this almost looks like that could be a type of back to tank that could be that could be someone coming in and maybe the emperor's in a back to tank trying to still trying to heal some or it could be a cloning tank that's the other thing i think of and maybe a sparty cylinder yeah if that's the case that then leads to the idea that it's a clone that didn't get completely cloned hence comes a new person aka snoke who knows the power of the force it's no. real interesting. Like I said, the rest of this was all, and this is only like a two-second um, thing. You have to freeze frame it. But yeah. um, And everything else in the clip is standard stuff we've already seen. But this one here is one I had not seen. It's real weird that um, where in the world, I mean, because like we were saying before, even the governors and the moths and everybody else have stormtrooper guards. They don't have royal right. guards. The right. only time we've ever seen royal guards is with the emperor. And remember, too, the force unleashed took place uh before a new hope as well yeah but the, well that's but not canon it, though i mean it's not canon but it still throws the the thing out there of the emperor doing his own clones okay he experiments with star killer ah okay see i've not i have force unleashed on um on steam i've not got a chance to play it yet now you, the the clone well you find out with force unleashed too that Starkiller is a clone. Okay. And of course, you know, at the end of, was it uh, Heir to the Empire or Shadows of the Empire? That whole trilogy is when we are introduced to the Palpatine clones? Yes, that was the um, Heir to the Empire. That was the um, original Thrawn trilogy. And it's not yeah. at the end. It's actually um, in the middle somewhere because they find, um, what is it, Mount um, Tantus, yeah. which was the Emperor's secret storehouse. So, you know, maybe this is some, you know, a clone that's been taken along with. It, Possibly. It's, It's going to open up, you know, it'd be funny if this ties in that Snoke is an Emperor's clone that has gone, gone rogue, quote unquote, or didn't get fully developed and 
you know, becomes a, yeah. his own person and just had to find that right person to, to work with, a.k.a. Kylo Ren, emo boy. Yeah. To, uh, that, actually, that would be kind of interesting if you have a, a clone of the Emperor and a guy who wants to be Darth Vader. Yeah. And, and who knows? Maybe all that's being set up now with Rogue One. Possibly. It's possible. I don't know. Because um, I don't know if I want that to happen, though. I mean, in Rogue One. Because Rogue One is a totally different... It had nothing to... You know what I mean? Right. It's all about setting up Episode 4. Right. But it, they could still set the plot, you know, set that here's what could be. Yeah. Or, 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 or just even tease it briefly to give it a... Um, yeah, to help connect ties to to Force Awakens. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it was it was intriguing. Now, um, now to, back to that scene. It looks like whoever that cloaked figure is actually walks in. It looks like they. Uh, did, does it look to you like they're actually tr- starting to kneel down at the end of that? Uh, like they're going to kneel before the chamber? I'm not sure. I, I really it could also know. be them just stepping down off of a step. Could be. I mean, if it is Vader with a with a hood, which. I don't know if his did his ever have a hood? No. No, his was just a straight cape and he had his helmet. Um unless it's unless it's oh who who's the one um admiral we see in the white white top. Oh no, you're talking about um Director Krennic. Yeah, he's got a black cape with a hood. Yeah. Could be him coming to the Emperor. Could be. We have heard that um the major rumor is that Director Krennic and um Vader are both kind of um their um adversaries. They're more both vying for the attention of the Emperor. Yeah. Krennic is trying to take Vader's spot. So it could be something like that. Could be. Very well could be. Well, how about this for other news about Rogue One? Okay. No opening crawl. This has been a rumor for a long time. That, um, and it's still a rumor because in here it's still not confirmed. Right. But, um, would, would that be devastating to you if it wasn't? I don't know. Well, th- actually, I would say before Clone Wars and before Rebels, yes. But we've gotten six seasons of Clone or five and a half seasons of Clone Wars, three seasons of Rebels of watching Star Wars with no opening crawl. Yeah. To set us up for this. So I think at this point, uh, it's, it'd be fine as long as because they've said um all over the place that they want this to be different now what what if we got a um a quote or words of wisdom like we did before each episode of clone wars the fortune cookie yeah that'd be cool actually i would i would almost find it great if they had um um was it tom kane have him come back and actually do a newsreel type open like they did for clone wars yeah a little bit of opening narration that puts us in place that that would be cool too because he had the perfect voice for that but then again that's going to make it feel a lot more like a kids movie because people fans of the clone wars will remember that right so and actually it would almost that might actually work except that it's already been done i think because that's exactly what they did with starship troopers which was a war movie a heavy heavy war movie so it depends on they may pull some influence from that and use that and have the holonet news reporter true i doubt it but that'd be awesome to see yeah so but um the article we have here actually talks um this was stuff back in july that um some of the that started some of this theory was um, Entertainment Tonight actually sat down with Kathleen Kennedy and Gareth Edwards and a couple of the quotes they had pulled where um, Kennedy says, you know, we're in the midst of talking about it, talking about the opening crawl, but I don't think the films will have an opening crawl. Kennedy said to the possibility of Rogue One not or of whether or not it would include the familiar Star Wars trope. She also said, um, I think that we kind of or we kind of telegraphed at the beginning of the event today. And then Edwards comes up later and says, 
I think basically there's a lot of things that I probably can't talk about. Um, is probably the safest way to answer that. He says the idea that is that the film is supposed to be different than the other, than the saga films and the whole crawl of it. Um, it's funny people are fascinated on, or it's funny that people are fascinated on that. So, but this was back in July before any made, and even then they still I don't think had a hundred percent decided whether or not they wanted to do it. At this point, it's done. The movie's done. It's got to be in order for them to have it ready. Yeah. Uh, so they've put it to bed. They're just finishing up their the final touches on it. So right. and now they know whether or not there is. And this actually was quoting that there's a um, some insider that a very trusted source that says it's not going to have the crawl. So what do you think do you, about the, how, whether or not they should have the crawl on it? Um, being the purist, I almost want the crawl. Yeah, but I'm okay without. Then what does it say at the top of that crawl? Because it's not an episode number at all. Does it just say um, Star Wars, then it fades away, then you see the um, at the top of the crawl is just the title, Rogue One? Yeah, that's what I would do. Don't need more okay. than that. Yeah. So, But um, to continue on with Rogue One, Thanksgiving Day, during the wonderful world of Disney magical holiday celebration... We're going to get some new footage of Rogue One. Yes, we are. And hopefully hey, we'll... F- and we get more holiday special Star Wars goodness. <laughs> it may not be a Star Wars holiday special, but it is a holiday special. Yes. Almost becoming a new tradition for ABC. Yeah. Well, that's it, what they said. This is, I think, the first year they're doing this, isn't it? Um, I think so. It's the first of what they're wanting to be a holiday every season, every year holiday yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, hopefully, too, we'll find out when the pre-sale for the tickets will happen as well. Yeah. See, that's uh, last year, the tickets were already on sale for episode eight at this point right right so i'm thinking in the next week or two we're at least going to find out when the tickets go on sale right well tell you what why don't you go ahead and jump ahead to uh our gaming news that we have okay with star wars Uh, battlefront yeah now have you played battlefront the new one that's out i have uh i've been playing it uh i had the demo through origin and some of it's the the X-wing mission has been kind of tough for me because uh, it, it's real sensitive. Uh, for whatever reason, I can't get my gamepad to work with it. Okay. Um, well, but I, I've I've enjoyed enjoyed some of the stuff. Problem is, okay, to to get three stars in different missions, I've been finding it difficult. But I'm not. Well, a, I have to, I'm not a heavy gamer either. Yeah, I've not got a chance to play it yet because I don't have a system that that has the new one on it. But um, I did play um, the original Battlefront two. And like I said before, we talked about it when um, on here before that it just wasn't my type of game. I'm I'm more of a story-driven game type guy. I'm more into role-playing games and things like that. Or if they're shooters, they're more of a role-playing style shooter. So um, the ones where it's so open world that you can do anything anywhere and you just follow an achievement, that kind of drives me nuts. My ADD kicks in and there's too much stuff to do. So, But um, we got this story off of the Star Wars Newsnet that... Um, Battlefront's actually um, looking at fall, autumn, or the autumn or winter 2017 for the sequel. So we're going to get the new Battlefront 2. Um, it says, in, in this week's, well, duh news, a DICE representative has confirmed that the fo- their follow-up to the widely successful Battlefront will be released slightly before Episode 8 comes out in order to take maximum advantage of the Star Wars hype. Now, from Games Radar, their quote was, Electronic Arts has indicated that the next Star Wars Battlefront game will come out fall of 2017. The company had previously said the multiplayer shooter would, have, would arrive sometime next year, and EA Chief Financial Officer Blake Jorgensen confirmed in a conference 
conference call with financial analysts yesterday that it would arrive, quote, a year from now, just in time for the holidays. Now, he says, we're working very hard on making sure that it's extremely deep and engaging, or, yeah, it's an extremely deep and engaging offering, Jorgensen added, before moving on to other upcoming EA titles. Yeah, earnings calls aren't typically or aren't typically the place for new hot gameplay details. Yeah, that's usually E3. Yeah. But to, to say that, that means they're acknowledging a lot of the complaints that um, the fans had about the game. Yeah. That it, it was just not much to it, not much depth to yeah. it. So. Well, that's um, there's a couple games recently that have had that problem. Um, I know Titanfall, when it first came out, a lot of people had the same problem. Is there was very there was no single-player missions for story mode. And right. then um, there was a story mode there, but it was all multiplayer. There was nothing, you couldn't play through it unless you were online playing with everybody else. Right. And then the story itself wasn't that deep. It was basically, you bought the game to play multiplayer in mechs. Well, yeah. if I remember right, they said that's the, that was the problem with Battlefront this time. It's a great game to play when you want to do squad battles and play with all your friends, but there is no nothing to it other than that. Well, like I said, I, I've had some issues. Um, you know, I have a gamepad that works great with some of my other games, It and you can use it gamepad on this or you know a controller but yeah. my controller doesn't work on it so i i have no clue why when it works with other ea game ea games that i have especially yeah. through origin so okay well they had a little bit more information here too um it says so far the only thing we know about battlefront sequel is that it that the sequel trilogy will be represented in the game in some capacity so we'll get some um missions at least in episode seven and probably a little bit in episode eight once they actually put out episode eight right now after all after all the video that ea brought to e3 explicitly showed concept art of a battle on Starkiller base there's still no word on whether or not um the prequel trilogy is being represented because of dice's quietness on their project so far. But given that the, a number of fans made their grievances heard about ba- the Battlefront reboot, and that DICE has made it clear that they're listening to what the fans um, want since the game's initial release, it's likely they'll include something in the future. Battlefield 1 has very clearly established that DICE are willing to take a step back, so to speak, to allow for a different kind of warfare to be represented in their games. Um, it has also been confirmed that a single-player campaign was outright cut from the reboot due to DICE having to meet a deadline, which is something they'll strong, they're, they've strongly implied that they're going to remedy with the sequel. So there's that's why it, supposedly it doesn't have the single-player mode in this. Right. They basically just ran out of time to put the final um, polish on it. You know, they could have done it with DLC, so yeah. Well, it actually talks about DLC on and um, towards the end of this, it talks about how um, he says the author says I personally would have preferred it if they chose to wait until the movie was released on Blu-ray in order to give the developers more time to add content to the game prior to the DLC blitz. Yeah. Now, if the base game feels like a complete experience for most players, then the sequel can avoid facing the same criticism from Battlefront lacking content at launch. However, I can understand the business model going into this, in spite of the criticism, Star Wars Battlefront was far far and away the highest selling Star Wars game in history with over 13 million copies sold and the title's financial success has probably given EA a lot of leeway um, to potentially extend their license deal with Disney. Um, it's possible that they... Uh, let me see if there's anything else. A lot of the rest of this goes into the actual um, the business side of it. Um, it says there's still no word on the exact date in December which the final DLC expansion 
Scarif will be actually coming from Battlefront. Um, but the sequel is obviously it said arriving in the fall. So the la- the last DLC to drop is Scarif, which is actually a Rogue One uh, battlefield looks like because Scarif is the planet from Rogue One. Right. So, so yeah, that's what we have on Battlefront. I still want Battlefront three though, the original Battlefront three. Yeah, I, I may actually have that one. I don't remember what game I I had bought a bundle of games for it, Steam. It never released. Oh, okay. That, that's the one that never released. That one. Yeah, that's that one that never released. So, um, so Battlefront two that I have on Steam. Well, I think we're getting close to the end. How about uh, that paper media or digital media of books that are coming out between now and our next episode? Are you talking about the funny books? Well, talking about any books, be it the funny books or the or the serious books. Okay, serious books. <laughs> Actual books. <laughs> from, let me rephrase. How about the books from Del Rey and from Marvel? I'll cover Marvel if you want to cover Del Rey. Okay. So, uh, Marvel, we got three books coming out. Uh, two this next week, uh, coming out November 9th. Uh, first one is Star Wars Poe Dameron, number eight. Uh, it's a new story arc. Uh, the new story arc starts here. Agent Terex has sworn vengeance against Poe Dameron, but how does he always seem to know what the Black Squadron's doing? Could there be truly a traitor in their midst? And then also coming out November 9th is the, um, I believe it's the wrap-up, unless you're doing eight issues. I don't remember. They could be at this point. Uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens adaptation is the Resistance versus the First Order as the attack on Starkiller base continues. Meanwhile, Rey must use a lightsaber for the first time in a battle against Kylo Ren. Will the Resistance finally find the mysterious location of the vanished Jedi Luke Skywalker? The saga continues. I believe I believe this is the last issue. Um, so this is concluding this book, this series, which is the first six-issue run of a miniseries from... Uh, from Marvel. Okay. And then coming out November 16th, Star Wars number 25, Rebel Crew versus Scar Troopers for the fate of the Harbinger, plus an all-new R2-D2 adventure, which that's being done by Chris Elanotti. Iliopolis, and he he's the the writer and penciler of that story. While Jason Aaron and, and George Molina are the creative team for the first half, so you know, the all new R two D two adventure would be a, a backstory. So okay. looking looking forward to that. So that's it for Marvel between now and then. Now and our next episode, actually. Okay. So well, we got Delray? one regular. Oh, Delray. We actually have um, Star Wars Catalyst comes out November fifteenth, written by James Lucino. Now James Lucino, Star Wars novel or fans of Star Wars um, books should recognize that name. He has written tons of Star Wars stuff, um, but he goes all the way back to, um, I don't know how much you remember this, Mike, but he wrote the entire series of Robotech novels yeah. back in the yeah. 80s under uh, um, under the name let me look, uh, Jack McKinney. That was yeah. also James Lucino. So he's, his geek cred runs deep. But um, no, if you go back, if anybody remembers Darth Plagueis, Star Wars Tarkin, Star Wars Dark Lord, those are all James Lucino, he's got, he did um, a couple of books of the um, New Jedi Order series. And, uh, I mean, he's probably got, I don't know how many, many, many books that he's written for Star Wars. He's one of the go-to writers for Del Rey right now, and has been for years. Well, Catalyst is actually a prequel to Rogue One, the setup for Rogue One. Now, according to the solicit here, it says, War is tearing tearing the galaxy apart. For years, the Empire and Separatists have battled across the stars, each building more and more deadly technology in an attempt to win the war. 
As a member of Chancellor Palpatine's top-secret Death Star project, Orson Krennic is determined to develop a super weapon before their enemies can. And an old friend of Krennic's, a brilliant silent, uh, the, the brilliant scientist Galen Erso, could be the key. Galen's energy or er, energy-focused research has captured the attention of both Krennic and his foes, making the scientist a crucial pawn in galactic in the galactic conflict. But after Krennic rescues Galen, his wife Lyra, and their daughter Jin from Separatist kidnappers, the Urso family is deeply in Krennic's debt. Krennic then offers Galen an extraordinary opportunity to continue his scientific studies with every resource um, put utterly at his disposal. While Galen and Lyra believe that his energy research will be used purely in altruistic ways, Krennic has other plans that will finally make the Death Star a reality. Trapped in there, and then that's where it cuts off. I don't know why it doesn't, doesn't finish the last sentence. It just says, trapped and their benefactors tightening. Well, so, then I guess but that's, that's what a- Amazon has on there. So, but that's ba- the general idea of the book. It looks like it's basically the backstory of Krennic and um, Galen Erso, all during the um, the la- latter years of the um, Clone Wars. What? That'd be cool. So, yeah, so, I need to start picking up some more of the Blu-ray or Delray books again. Blu-ray books. I I try to read as many as I can. I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd rather get the audio books through like Audible.com, yeah. but um, I need to. I still need to pick up um, Ahsoka on audiobook because yeah. uh, Ashley Eckstein actually narrates it. Oh, that'd be cool. Ashley Eckstein reads Ahsoka. I have the Palpatine book. I need to get Kenobi. Yeah. So. I've not read Kenobi. I have um, Darth Plagueis, yeah, which is the Palpatine book. Oh, that's what I meant. Plagueis. That one's amazing. I need to get Kenobi uh, as audiobooks. I want to get the Millennium Falcon audiobook. Okay. So, um, any final thoughts? I apologize. You haven't heard much from Derek, but we kind of lost him mid-show due to Imperial encroachment. He's hiding. The, the Imperials were doing a um, spot check on his block. Yeah. So he had to hide the equipment and go, pretend he's sleeping. Yep, yep. So, so. Um, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Any, any final thoughts? I think we've covered everything. I mean, this is going to be awesome. Uh, if I remember right, before um, before our next show is actually Life Day. So happy Life Day to everybody. Yep, happy Life Day. And uh, so I'm going to say if that's going to conclude it, then uh, we might as well go ahead and go into hiding ourselves. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet! I can hold it! Pull up! No, I'm alright! I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!